Welcome back to another uh, brand new episode here, uh, Dropkick Basement. Um, we are rolling through uh, with a new set uh, with all the boys involved. Uh, my name is Mike Madden, your host. I am joined, as always, with uh, with by my two co-hosts, um, Tommy Schultz. Tommy, are you uh, are you on board and and participating? On board and ready to go. On board and ready to roll. Awesome. Um, and also, uh, Certified Five, Matt Geiger. Matt, how now, are you doing? When you say joined as always, you, you meant Tommy, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I mentioned him first. <laughs> so, um, uh, at this point, it's just guest appearances sporadically for me, but I am here. Uh, I made it back-to-back episodes. So yes. That's, yeah. That's always a good thing. Yeah, a good way to kick off our, uh, our 2024 with uh, back-to-back appearances uh, by Little Maddie. So um, this episode will mark the last of our Rookie Cards episode. Uh, we are careening into the uh, into the very end with a uh, a trio. We all three of us have come up with our last cards, and um, and we're going to chop right into this uh, once again. Thanks to our uh, kind of co-conspirators on this Ainsworth Sports um, Ainsworth Sports uh, website uh, AinsworthSports.com. Uh, they created these algorithms to measure out the greatest pro wrestlers uh, in the history of the sport. Broke it down by state, broke it down by promotion, and what we focused on is we took the rookie season of all of these wrestlers, um, found who were the rookies in particular years, and then created super cards with the top 20 workers um, in those particular years. So it gives us a nice variety of, uh, of boys to work with and a lot of talent, uh, you know, and this is their, we're not just booking them in their, their rookie years. We're booking the the best possible version of these guys. So, you know, uh, 10 years into their career or 15 years, they might have gotten uh, much better or much worse. So um, with that being said, uh, we are going to kick it off with Matt. You've got a uh, you've got a particularly interesting year. Uh, yeah. Please share. Yeah. So this was um, probably the most star studded, I guess. Um, as far as like credibility, uh, for the, the, the total body of careers, mm-hmm. uh, and I mainly, mainly, uh, highlighted by like three particular matches. Uh, but in 1992, the, uh, top 20 rookies were, um, Triple H, mm. Kane, okay. Yuji Nagata, awesome. Edge, okay. uh, Junakiyami. Junakiyama, all right. Uh, JBL, Shinjiro Atami. Big favorite uh, around. Big favorite around these parts. Okay, Hubi. Hector Garza. Oh, okay. Manabu Manabu Nakanishi. Nakanishi. Yeah, okay, that guy. Right, right. Uh, Justin (laughs) Justin Credible. Oh, Oh, Aldo Montoya. Dan the Beast Severn. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Latino, also known as the Latin lover. Latin lover, yeah. All right. Uh, Matt Hardy. Oh, oh boy. Kendo Cashin. Okay, right. Yoshihiro Takayama. Takayama. Takayama, okay, right. 
Um, Bart Gunn. Classic. Te- uh, Takeo Amori. Mm-hmm. Sir Stevie Richards. <laughs> Sir Stevie Richards. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they chose <laughs> the blue bloods. No, 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 no. no. Uh, and and shocker, not to be confused with the shocker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, shocker. Uh, which, 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 if and, and if you guys listened to the last episode, uh, I did do research, and I am not booking the shocker. Yes, I am booking shocker, <laughs> who was a um, who was a lucha uh, lucha wrestler in AAA. Yeah, he was a AAA. You have a lot of international talent here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, gobs so, of international talent. Uh, yeah, at this at this time, there was really like a surge in um, in Japanese style wrestling, and um, and mm. and AAA was very very on top of their game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, I'm sure you could see that there was a lot of Japanese influx in, on this list. So I chose uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, Karakan Hall as uh, the venue. That's the move. All right. For this pay per view. All right. Um, like this. So we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with a tag match. Um, I, I made a last minute change here. Okay. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with Hector Garza and Juventud Guerrero versus Matt Hardy and Justin Credible. What the fuck? All right, hold on. <laughs> Matt Hardy and Justin Credible versus Hector, Hector Garza, Garza and Hoovy. All right, all right. Um, two, two different kinds of styles. Of, two different styles of wrestling, but they can all kind of work that faster-paced style of wrestling. Yes, at their best. Unless you have the Portuguese man of war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't. No, I was not booking Aldo Montoya. I, 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 understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, do we have to deal? Uh, All right. I know you're such a fan of it. Do we have to deal with like a broken Matt Hardy here? No, 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 no. This Thank is, you. Um, this <gasps> is like, if, if anything, I would say probably Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy version uh, 2.0. Okay. All right. V1. Version 1. Yeah. V1. V1 All right. Yeah, yeah. Knees version. still intact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, you know, Obviously, still on, pony. On, on his own after after uh, after the split when uh, when the Hardy Boys got broken up in yes. the draft or whatever, and he um, he was that kind of like smart that, ass that arrogant, heel. Yeah, that arrogant yeah. cockiness to him. That was uh, probably the best version of him. Of course, it was. Yeah, and, yeah. and to have and like you kind of use like just incredible as like uh like uh his like um pawn kind of like deal. Okay, yeah. So he's his uh his what do you call him uh Mattitude. Uh, uh, he was an Shan- MFR. Shannon, uh, Shannon, fucking whatever. Yeah. Well, it's finally like a good reason to call Justin Credible a motherfucker, or an yeah, MFR. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, I like and, this. And, I like uh, this match. Uh, very high action. Very, very, uh, you know, adrenaline fueled. I, I would put probably Garza and Hoovy uh, over in this one. Ooh, would you? Uh, little, little spin on it. You know, they, 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 the symmetry as a tag team would probably work a little bit better for them. This is it, and, and it's an interesting. By the way, it's an interesting match to book for uh, all Japan. Yeah, all Japan. Yeah, for sure. Because Kings um, Kings Road and and purveyors of a so submission style. Yeah. So for for match number two, now I I have to say I, I've I've done very good the entire last episode without going off the rails. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're but I'm going. But I'm right going here. off the fucking rails right here. Here we go. Uh, match number two features a brawl for all style match. Oh no! Oh no! Featuring two guys who were in the brawl for all: Dan the oh. B Severin versus Bart Gunn. Oh, God bless you, Bart Gunn. <laughs> um, and I have Dan Severin just beating the bricks off of Bart Gunn here. Yeah, 
30 seconds. That's the only way it makes sense to book these guys on this on this card. I mean, I'm sure Dan Severn probably could have had like a catch as catch style match, uh, like you know more uh, more rolling around uh, ground style ground style. I mean, um, former NWA heavyweight champion, heavyweight world, champion. Yeah, yeah um, I I just for what I for what it was he on the card at pro yeah. wrestling. He was not good. Yeah, at um, it this just made sense to kind of like have a little fun with and um kind of get a little break for the rest of the um you know between some of the more this is like a very serious type of uh uh card that i had going with like you know a lot of hard hitting and like true wrestling uh especially with the talent that was on here and the japanese style wrestling um tommy you've uh studied a little bit more all japan um maybe than i have maybe we're on the same par but Dan Severn in All Japan. I'm, th- I'm thinking it might be great. It could be. It has the potential. The thing is that like, he doesn't have the, the like the, the, the All Japan style. Yeah, has that. I mean, a lot of matches go forty plus. Yeah, they're 30, long. Forty plus yeah. minutes. I don't they think are, he could. They do are. It. They are. They're hard hitting. And yeah. They start slow. They always start slow. He's a submission guy. So but that like the wear down would always fit. the high spot. There's always yeah. a high spot. And, and you're not gonna you're not really gonna get it. Dan Severn doesn't yeah. dance. I've never seen Dan Severn. A high spot for Dan Severn. Listen, I watch <laughs> I in person watched Dan Severn wrestle Matt Riddle and there was no high spot to be seen. Well, I mean that you can that's I mean It even, was a, it was essentially like a shoot fight. They worked it yeah, like a shoot fight. Yeah. Even with Matt Riddle's athletic ability, sure, they sure. worked it in a shoot fight. Well, I'm sure. Wear. I'm sure if Riddle pitched like, oh, you know, let me do the um, no, but you the could, bro Derek and like he, Seven's he, like, I'm not gonna take that bump. No, 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 no. But like, even what I'm saying is like, Riddle wound up winning, and like, you didn't even get like, like a a flashy high knee or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It was a very like technical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but that makes sense match. for those two guys. Um, it makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, trying to book Severin with anybody on the, besides Spark. Trying to this, book Severin in general is it, – it was You hard. have, to, so, you have I, to book him with an MMA guy. Because right. when, when he was in yeah. WWF – All he did he was, was – And when he was yeah. touring as the, the in Japan as the uh, the NWA champion, the matches were uh, like un, almost like borderline unwatchable. Yeah. I still think he's a badass, but yeah, I mean, he is a badass because he's yeah, such a good yeah. MMA fighter. Yeah, but yeah. like, he, but he that's had, that's all it is. He had no charisma. He his talents did not transfer into the mm. professional wrestling. Dude, they had okay. those. Um, they had that wine's match me, with personally. him and fucking Shamrock, and that could have been a really good looking match, and it just didn't. It didn't really. They do were anything. just dying to put the two of them in the ring together, but but then yeah. but then but then you watch Shamrock and Owen. In the Lions' den, yeah, and and those are guys incredible. that play to the crowd. It was incredible. And, yeah, well, dude, you yeah. even and then you even fast forward into you know the shitty, um, the shitty NXT version of the Lions' den, but you still had Riddle versus fucking Timothy Thatcher, and that was, that was a good, good match too. Yeah, well, yeah. Timothy Thatcher's fucking great. Timothy I, yeah. Thatcher is fuck. Yeah. We can have a whole nother podcast. I have no, I have no yeah. clue yeah. where he is now, but uh, but yeah, he was he no, was, he was think, amazing. But like, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. You know, brawl for all match, 30-second knockout by Severin. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so, 
So match number the butter four. Butterbean treatment? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, match number four uh, is kind of like a showcase match, uh, six-man tag. Okay. Um, these are guys that, that had prominent um, careers in Japan. I didn't know too much about them. Um, but I have Junakiyami. I have uh, Shinjiro Atani and Manabu Nakanishi. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is Verse, like butchering. <laughs> I, I'm, I, what am I going to do, dude? It's all right. No, it's okay. All right. It's all right. It's I don't right. watch anime. It's all... <laughs> okay. Versus. Yeah, right. uh, Versus right. verse Yoshihiro Takayami, or Takayama, okay. Takeo uh, Amori, and Stevie Richards. <laughs> so here's the thing. Perfect. The thing. I could have just. I, I was just. I was so expecting one other name in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards. Well, so, well, I mean, I could have just thrown all these, uh, you know, Japan guys in, uh, into one match, but um, match but number Stevie five. Ma- match number five. You, it, it, there's a little bit more dynamic to what I did. So let's um, let's break this so one match down. Match number four. Let's this so six I, man. Now, now this is this is the match that I was kind of leading on you guys to um, to weed weed in a little bit with me because I did a, a, a decent amount of research, but I don't know enough about any of these guys um, besides you know right to censor. So, all right. So we can start off with Junakiyama. Junakiyama. I was surprised. Still that wrestling. Junakiyama was. A rookie in 1992. That he was this old. Yeah. Um, Considering his age now, I didn't, I assume that he had started back in the 80s. Well, yeah, I think he's like 70 right now. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like he started when he was what? If he, in 92, that was what, 30 years ago? Yeah. 31 years ago? So he started at almost 40 years old. Probably, yeah. Hmm. That I seems mean, crazy. Sometimes these guys have a, uh, you know, the the late the late bloomers, the DDPs of the world, the late bloomers. Well, that's what I, that was the perfect analogy that I had. There was DDP got a real late start on his stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's Junakiyama. Uh, who else? You have um, uh, Shinjiro Otani. Otani, uh, one of the greatest cruisers, light heavyweight guys. Um, and again, a guy that could to morph and, and wrestle any style anything and nakanishi was like the ace of all japan in the early 2000s after after the herd got thinned out a little bit and you didn't have when all japan stopped being all japan when yeah where where the prestige kind of left it a bit when everybody wanted to pair off and start their own promotions and kawada went and uh went his own way and uh misawa started noah yeah that yeah. he was left with what was left, but Nakanishi's still a, a powerhouse and a and a guy with a fucking motor, who is like custom built for the all Japan style. Junakiyama was also a guy that was a legend. Uh, oh yeah, probably from the get go. Like he was like Junakiyama was a main eventer like a year or two years into his career. Oh, like hundred percent. He was good fast. Uh, so was Otani. Otani was so fucking like. He was on everybody's like list of like we can't wait to get this guy into America when WCW and New Japan started their uh, uh, cruiserweight division. They were like, "Oh, Otani's going to be great," and then Otani got injured, obviously, and there was a little bit of a slowdown on on you know his assimilation into the U.S. But uh, 
and I think he then transferred into a heavyweight shortly after that. So, um, and then who, uh, you know, the other side of it, you that, have, uh, Takiyama, uh, Takiyama, again, an all Japan, uh, all Japan Amor- guy Amori. for a long, Amori's a lower card guy. And then dance and Stevie, um, are we right to censor Stevie Richards here? Um, I, I would probably go, um, like ECW Stevie. Okay. All right. I think it fits Probably the sure. bill a little bit more. Yeah, Ellie sure. Oh no! Like par- parody, parody Stevie Richards, where he like <laughs> maybe he'll come out as like dressed as Doctor Death, Stevie Richards. <laughs> that would be. Um, a or he's like amazing. he's doing a Stan yeah, Hansen like, gimmick. Fuck! Like, now I'm um, getting behind this, Matt. You're a genius. Like you, because because it's a little bit more serious of a like you know with with the other five guys in that match. So he's like a little break in between, but he can still work with these guys. You know, like he's, <laughs> I, not, he's, he's not like I like he's the taking idea. every suplex under the sun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's again, he's probably working he's with like just bump his face off. He's working with three like certifiable aces uh, of their of their their years and their their styles and genres, and then there's. <laughs> Stevie Richards dressing like Hanson. Please tell me he gets the win. Oh yeah, Stevie Richards with a Stevie kick at the end, like surprises Nakanishi. Oh god. <laughs> this is my favorite match on the card. Um all right. What do you got next? All right, so match number five, uh Kendo Cashin uh versus the Latin lover versus Shocker. Oh, another three way uh, dance. More, okay. A little more faster pace, a little more high higher action. Um uh quick to the point precise uh everybody gets their spots in uh and i mean i don't know much about cashing but like uh you know as far as like these two the two triple a guys go um a little bit more recognizable i guess in the sense of like uh if if you didn't know a ton about uh triple a at the time or um or uh like lucha libre or anything like that i'm sorry but it's Latin lover and who? Shocker. And Shocker. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, if you got Latin lover and Hector Garza as a team together, I think they're brothers or they're cousins. Like they're, um, they might be related. I didn't dive deep enough to figure that out. Shocker might be related to them too, but uh, no, that, yeah, you got, again, you got a, a showcase for uh, another showcase for Lucha guys to do. Uh, right, 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 right. To do their high spots and, and um, fast pace shit. Now I this is uh, for sure like I, I we definitely didn't have any of these matches booked the same Mike. Okay. Um but match number 6 I think could possibly be a very unique looking match because I have Yuji Nagata versus Kane. Ooh. Um yeah, like I know I, I know Nagata's not the biggest I what is he like 59? Yeah, he's he's but he's pushing like 250 260. So he's got some some body to him, but he could he could hit. Oh yeah, striker, yeah, striker, yeah, sure. submission, yeah, which, more submission. Like again, like kind of a hybrid adds, MMA guy, right? But. but it adds it adds a dynamic to a match against a guy like Kane, who can work against a lot of different styles and and get that guy over. Um, so I, I just thought it would be a unique booking, and these these are two of the more um, higher profile guys that were available excluding the main event um i did have a lot of trouble like trying to put this together as best as i could um i probably could could have switched a couple things around but um i think the triple threat match main event 
kind of uh, makes up for where I where I did like the the lack of knowledge when it came to some of these other guys and booking okay. them. Okay. Um, the main event triple threat match, uh, I would do it up for like you know the the All Japan um, World Heavyweight something similar, triple, you know, triple whatever, crown, whatever. Yeah. Um, I had Edge versus JBL versus Triple H. What a WWF guy you are. I, uh, you know, I could have, <laughs> I probably, what am I going to do? JBL versus fucking Bart Gunn? Uh, no, no. I like mean, any, it, Triple H anybody, goes over, right? Um, yeah, he has to. He has to. JBL worked in all Japan. That's, okay. he was, uh, he had a little run there, I think, in the, early mid nineties. Um, um, but I, I just think the dynamic of this match kind of, uh, you know, for a main event, it gives you what you're looking for. It lets, what's a casual fan leave happy. Um, okay. but you're still delivering on a main event quality type of match. Right. With, with the names, more names at the top of the list. Right. Than trying to dig something from the middle. Um, and, and now, Looking at looking back at it in retrospect, I probably could have done a better job mashing up like singles matches where I find like maybe like Yuji Nagata versus like Edge or um, something like that, or mm-hmm. uh, like um, uh, Akiyami versus like uh, Triple H, like you know, kind of like mix it up a little bit more. Uh, but I like that, I like that, that six man showcase style match in that spot. So let me real quick see if you missed anybody. Because we do know, based on the last episode, that that three, four, five, six, seven. Matt might have missed a name or two, but I think everybody got in there. So, no, I got all twenty. So here's again, uh, with because I had some time to play. Here's how I I booked the show. I have uh, I have Stevie Richards and Justin Credible, uh, as a tag team to start off versus Matt Hardy and Bart Gunn. Um, I had Hoovy. Yuck. Hoovy versus Shinjiro Otani. Uh, Latin, Latin Lover and Hector Garza versus uh, Kashin and Shocker. Uh, I actually have JBL and Kane as a tag team versus Takayama and Omari. Because Takayama and Omari were actually a team in all Japan. Um, and I think just Kane and JBL, like, big, big bruisers that could, like, again, they're kind of perfect although kane doesn't like run well um jbl when he, he was, did at a time he did it yeah. yeah so i think like he, early earlier in his career i'm thinking had, in had the mindset more. of this is an all japan card like i think those guys as a as a foreign team right, in like japan american brutes. would be they'd be great and then my three main events uh yuji nagata versus edge i definitely would do that uh, Nakanishi versus Dan Severn, because I'm not so sour on Dan Severn. I like the the submission style. Plus, well, Mike, you're like the same age as him, right? Yeah, it's true. I wish I could grow that mustache. And then I'd have my <laughs> main my main event would be Triple A's versus uh, June Akiyama. So, so yeah. I wasn't too far off with like how I like kind of backtracked on that. Um, but well, yeah, like yeah, I said, like, yeah. it was a little harder for me to book this, even with that like the high profile guys that I did have available. Oh, true. Um, yeah. No, you did. I would say, I would say, uh, eighty nine was probably my favorite card. The book. That was the one with Austin and. Yes. Oh, of course. Um, you had Steve Austin and, and Harlem Heat. 
Well, it, it also kind of like gave me like more, it was like a, a more clear picture. So. Excellent. Um, so I believe Mike, you're going up. Next I'm up next. Yeah. 2003. So I've got 2003. Yeah. Um, okay. I can't, I, I'm, I, I was, this was the one that I was most interested in. This is, um, and I, I didn't do any, I didn't look at the list at all because I wanted to, I wanted to get this blind. Okay. Um, this was my, my, I think my weakest group, but I, I pulled some gems out of this one. So the 20 guys that I got to work with, this is where, like, when you start off with the Miz as your number one guy, Ooh. you may be in, I may be in deep, deep waters, but that it, gave me a pain in my nuts. It starts to, it starts to, to break out a little bit better from there. Uh, so I've got the Miz, uh, Nick Aldis. How the fuck is the Miz number one? Uh, he's a triple crown champ in WWF. Like I don't know. Like so, we just base it. It's on, a WrestleMania it's main eventer. On, yeah. I, I mean, okay. It's 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 notoriety. I guess is, it yeah. has to. It has it's to not be like based big, on in ring ability. Big ways on that. Yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis is two. Uh, Hiroki Goto. Um, right. John Morrison. Ricochet. Nice. Wow. Suji Ishikawa. Andrade El Idolo. Wow. Mr. Brody Lee. Rest in peace. Laredo Kid. Mike, you have a fucking pretty. This is like. Katsushiko Nakajima. My least favorite pro wrestler on the planet, L.A. Knight. <laughs> Uh, the Pope. You you what? You take that back right now. The Pope, D'Angelo De Niro. Nice. Uh, Trent Beretta. Trent T. Bram. Bram. Bram from Bram? he was in TNA. Bram. Mike, you know that I I, I like low key love Bram, right? Do you? Yeah. Maybe you should have got this card. I don't even know who Bram is. Bram. Uh. Was he the guy that they, they were trying to make into Goldberg over this. there? I gotta Google this. Anyway, uh, Doc Gallows. Santino Marella. Mustafa Ali. Wow. Crazy Steve. <laughs> I'm a big Crazy Steve fan, too. <laughs> Josh Barnett. Hold on. This sounds like a, uh, a spring break booking. Bram isn't the same guy that you had on your card before. He looks like the no. same exact guy. No. Gunner? So yeah, Bram, they were a Bram team. Had, Bram, um, Bram, I think, is married to, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, for Bunny. Mm-mm. No, that's, no, that's, that uh, would, that's that would be Butcher. The Blade. The Blade. The Blade, who was uh, uh, Pepper, Parks. Pepper Parks. Yeah. No, uh, no, I know that, but I, I could have. No, I he wasn't, he wasn't Bram. No, no, they are. He was not the same person. He was Brandon Sutter in TNA. Braxton Sutter. Braxton, Braxton Sutter. Braxton yeah. Sutter. Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, the, this, my last guy uh, from the top end of Stevenson, Gredo. Gredo. Oh <laughs> this is this is a TNA. This is a TNA exclusive, right? This this card in two thousand three is emanating from. The Ohio Valley Wrestling. Oh my God! The Davis Arena 
for Ohio Valley Wrestling. This is booked in Jim Cornette's Nightmare. Um, let's say this is like a developmental show for WWE at any this point. Is, I, it sounds so <laughs> much like Putting this in OVW is the most fitting setting for this. Yes. It, it, it either had to be there or the asylum. There's no other place that this could take place. You can't wait for my semifinal. <laughs> so this is this is uh I know what your semifinal is. I'm gonna write it down. This is the road that we're going on. This is the road we're going on. So my kickoff match, as every one of these cards has a kickoff match that you want to get shit started. I've got Laredo Kid versus Mustafa Ali. I could have um, I could that for you. And I can tell you what, like I think Mustafa Ali is gonna get re-signed for a fuck ton of money by some big company in the next six to eight months because this run that he's going to go on on the indies, he's going to look like a million fucking dollars. That dude, he's, he's so good. Juice Um, to the gills right now. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. If you're not getting wellness tested, you know, popping around indies, go ahead. Watching the new Japan show over the weekend, his cut in segment. Yeah. they did was fucking made him look awesome. like it made him look like he just came off of a main event run like so yeah yeah great and laredo kid's excellent like he's a uh you know high flyer hybrid lucha lucha guy so um and that's a perfect style match to start off yeah yeah little uh like high energy right out of the gate little nod to 205 live uh and i'd have you're mo- gonna cool it off Oh, this is going to get ice cold <laughs> at some point. Yeah, that's the only way it can go from there. Um, although, I don't, I don't know. This is a weird card. Uh, I've got Mustafa Ali going over in that one. Yeah, that works. Um, this one, I this is the most thrown together hodgepodge match that I have on here. And it's it's nothing against one guy in the match, but he just he didn't have anywhere else to go. I've got your, your TNA... Uh, stud boy team of Bram and Crazy Steve versus Ishikawa and Trent Beretta. I tried to get Trent in a better spot on this card, but there just wasn't. I didn't want to do any three way dances. It w- there just wasn't anything that sort of like Bram jumped is out that at me. Guy but. that Geiger had on his card the other. It's not the other. They look exactly the same. So did everybody else in TNA. Yeah, That's TNA had a had a fetish for like kind of jack jack bearded dudes. <laughs> no, but Matt Morgan was like nine feet tall. Yeah, like yeah. this guy is a carbon copy of the other guy. Oh, I never yeah. heard of either of them. Another guy. You know who this fucking guy is? Uh, his real name. He wrestles under his real name right now. Is Tom Lattimore? Where the fuck is that? Um. Fucking St. Joe's Church. He's he w- wrestles for that NWA company, like Billy Corgan's NWA or Gino Moore's NWA. Billy Corgan. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't. I've never watched that. Matt, you'll love this. I watched like two episodes. It was terrible. He was originally a he was originally a member of the Ascension as Kenneth Cameron. Yes. Before Victor, he got kicked out of the he got kicked out of the PC. Oh yeah, no. That's you inevitably what led yeah. to Victor and Connor pairing. Yeah, seems to be a. You're, uh, you're going a little too deep for me, journeyman. Anyway, so that guy and Crazy Steve against Trent and Ishikawa, and I would <laughs> let the the TNA team 
get the win on that one because they're a little bit more known. Poor, okay. poor Trent's got to be beside poor, himself. Yeah, poor Trent. Poor Trent. Who takes a pin there? Not Trent. Ishikawa. Yeah. Ishikawa. I mean. Trent Beretta deserves better. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a better match for you. Um, actually, I, I don't think these guys were ever in a company together uh, for a long period of time. Uh, Battle of the Big Guys. Uh, Doc Gallows. <clears throat> versus Mr. Brody Lee. Like it. I like this. Yeah. Love it. Like it. Yeah. And I'm, there's, uh, we got a no, dis- we got a no decision. I, both guys, uh, both guys throw hands. Uh, I know Matt, have you told me in the past, you hate the way that, uh, the gallows throws punches. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like- yeah. But I like the way that he throws like, boss man slams and he's a much better tag team guy um the problem, i think i think the sure. biggest problem uh that i have is mo- a majority of the body of work that i saw uh up front with doc gallows was uh the the watered down version of him when they came back to wwe sure the club yeah was there yeah uh, and he was already he was already very old so he didn't have much going on like uh, Machine Gun was was carrying a lot of the matches, and he would get the hot tag. Right? Yeah, and, and, like even at that point, Machine Gun's old. Yeah, like, yeah. But Machine Gun was yeah. still doing more. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. he had to, like, yeah. Gallows, well, because he had get, to. Like, yeah, Gallows would get like three spots in a match, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it, like that's how they were. Uh, you know, in Japan, in New Japan itself, like it yeah. was. Personally, it was the Carl like, Anderson show. I I prefer like. This sounds fucking super nerdy, but I prefer like. Oh, for Carl Anderson, like just ripping and rolling through the the uh, the West Coast Independence. Oh, sure. Well, he well he was teaming with Gun. Joey Ryan at that time, and or I mean, he was even doing like single stuff. But like mm. Doc Gallows, Machine Gun Carl Anderson was a fucking monster. Dude. Never my cup of tea, but yeah. in my opinion, Brody Lee is one of the top three big men. Of big all men, time. yeah, yeah. Fierce clothesline, but I would still have them. You know, we have a little bit of a, a you know brawl around. Both guys do all their Brody spots and and scare the fucking Davis Arena half to death. They get into a boss man slam off. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both no sell back to back to back boss man slam. Just keep going <laughs> back and forth like like they do with chops and forearms and punches. Yeah. But then, as soon as they hit the mat, they just bounce back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just no sell the shit out of anything. <laughs> um, my next match, uh, another one that technically can get uh, pretty hard hitting: Hiroki Goto uh, versus Josh Barnett. Ooh, well, that's a that's a very unique style. Uh, Booking, I like those two guys that you like. If you saw them book together, you'd be like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah. I I toyed with. Uh, they were going to be in the same match. I was going to toy with them as a tag team. Um, it just makes sense to let them beat the shit out of each other. But yeah, I, I like the idea. Um, I really like the Josh Barnett match. I mean, he has like whenever he pops up, like, and again, he's an older guy too. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't, you know. 19 well, yeah, years old he when had, he started like, he had, like, wrestling. 12 year MMA career before yeah, he got into Before wrestling. he uh, made his debut in wrestling. Uh, one of the most prolific trainers of the last uh, 20 years for sure. But um, 
that match that he had on the pre-show for Wrestle Dream against Claudio was like a sneaky good match. Like, um, and it reminds you he wasn't moving very fast, but it reminds you that like you know, kind of a motivated Josh Barnett was a pretty uh, was a pretty good submission wrestler and a and a good catch wrestler himself. So I'd have. Uh, I actually have uh, Josh Barnett go over Hiroki Goto. Hiroki Goto is a good utility guy. Um, one of the like again, when you talk about guys that like go used to go deep in the G one and get like the late wins to like you know kind of shake things up. Goto and I think Goto ended up in like four or five G one finals. So um, so he's always a, uh, a a tough guy to beat. But Josh Barnett would get the win here. We're in the United States, after all. Moving along, uh, we've got match number five on the card. A uh, an international showcase with uh, Nakajima taking on uh, Nick Aldis. All right, and this would be kind of your. Uh, Again, I think Nick Aldis is always better when he's doing technical mat wrestling. Um, so you almost have like two, like you, you've got the harder submission mat wrestling with Goto and Barnett, and then you're you're going into the true like almost like the British uh, British strong yeah. style with Aldis versus Nakajima. Nakajima, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I know a ton of him, but I know the name and I know his. He's got a pedigree oh, of. I- Winning some I titles. Where you, yeah, I where you go. I think I don't think Aldis would necessarily like have that that branded British strong style, but he does have more of a like uh like a bru- a bruiser kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Sure. With a little bit more technicality than a bruiser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can get it done as a you know, as a guy who wouldn't when tested and when pushed as a heel can overpower you, but in the beginning portion, this is a uh, hold for hold. So now we're going to get into the three last matches uh, on the card. Wait. Uh, so I made a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Can I just can I can I present that now? Because I think that's well, no, the next hold, match. Hold hold the hold the guess until and and congratulate yourself if you've gotten this right. Um, this is a tag team match. Uh, this is a tag team match. Uh, I've got on one on one side of the ring. I nailed it. I've got the Miz and John Morrison. I nailed it. <laughs> taking on the Pope D'Angelo De Niro and L.A. Knight. I like that a lot. Total WWF right. guy. Yeah, that's a very WWF. This is a WWF guy, and this is four guys that were in OVW at some point because L.A. Knight was like. He was Sean Ricker for, Jesus, they had that guy for like eight years. They moved him from every developmental program to try and get him seasoned so they could put him on the roster. And he sucked at every level. And then they had to cut him. And then he found his way elsewhere. But this is like the, you know, the Davis Arena will know all four of these guys and will be happy to see them. So, L.A. Knight. Are you using L.A. Knight or Eli Drake? No, it's L.A. Knight. If I'm, if I'm going to give him credit for anything, L.A. Knight did main event, even though it was a Saudi show. Uh, he did main event a, a, a WWF pay-per-view. 
He did? Yeah. He wrestled against yeah, Roman. Against Roman and <laughs> yeah. at, uh, at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, they got stuck one. with that. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Um, Miz and Morrison were actually the best I version. I the Saudi shows. Yeah, exactly. I don't watch no Saudi shows. I stand with Sammy. <laughs> so, um, uh, the Miz and Morrison, uh, as their team, was probably uh, their most entertaining when oh, they were yeah. the, when they well, were the tag team champions and they were talking shit on everybody. Miz, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the Pope is there. Um, <laughs> I like the. I I actually like. I like the I like Pope D'Angelo. Did I did. It was good. Mm. Okay. He had a lot of character. I prefer. He was a character. I'll night. I'll give you that. Like he was I a character. Him to LA Knight. Yeah. Well, he's on the same team. And Miz and Morrison go over because they're bigger stars. All right. Semi-main event. Jim Cornette's Nightmare. Jim Cornette is suspended in a cage um, above the ring for this one. Shark cage. This is the Matt Geiger special? And no, th- Yes, this is. This is uh, and this actually, like, this works so much. You heard the 20 guys that I had. Two names should have popped out immediately as, yes, I want to see them in the ring, goofing around with each other. Santunia Morella versus Grado. I should main event with that this. That is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This, that works. It, it makes all of the sense. It sells itself. Uh, and, and you get that white comedy match and, and probably like a decent, halfway decent wrestling match before your main event. No, Grado sucks. <laughs> Kratos is literally he's not, he's not awful they both suck so, yeah I mean let's, I mean the, these guys are there for they're great comedy wrestlers they're there for let, and they have their place they're absolutely their comedy wrestlers their place is not to put on a five yeah class not at all I've got it's, enough good matches on this card that I can I can get away with giggle with with a gaga goofball match, they fuck around with Jim Cornette in the cage a bunch, uh, and uh, Santino gets the win. Uh, although I would also license uh, like a prayer for Grado to come out to, and I would have everybody in the Davis Arena clapping around to that because oh, yeah. there's nothing. Oh, this is it's not going to be televised. You don't have to license anything. <laughs> that's, this, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> this is for the crowd in house, baby. You don't have to pay for straight shit. To, straight to VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later to be used on the WWE it's, Network. It's not seeing the light of day. We're going to dub over that music once it sees the. That's a good point. Network. Yeah. <laughs> um, main event time. Who like, cool music? Main event time. I guess these guys might have had a a, a brief. Uh, match or two in NXT. Um, but again, we're sticking with our developmental vibe. Ricochet versus Andrade. Uh, tear the house down. Hopefully this match happens in 2024. Looking forward to it. Um, Andrade seems to have his working shoes back on. And he doesn't have fucking sad face. And then he gets to, you know, work in the same company as his wife again. Um, and he, I mean, after, after, you know, another nine months. Not that she's pregnant. She's coming back. She oh, I know. Yeah. Injury. Yeah. But just the idea of him being, you know, yeah. they get their paychecks from the same place anymore. And it's not Andrade that's, saying that's, that's too. Andrade could work with Ricochet and do business and Ricochet wins because Ricochet's fucking top 10 guy in the world that also is underutilized like crazy. But, give a shit that he's as good as he is. And he's, you know, he's happy to be there. So I give him a lot of credit for sticking around there. Well, wouldn't she be happy like, there if you were banging Samantha Irvine? 
they both have uh they both have uh, sexually charged reasons to be in the in the company. <laughs> no, I mean, listen that that is probably the Sick. best match you could have put in the main event. Yeah, yeah, that's the best match you could have put. Oh, on the I whole on, on the whole card. Yeah. I mean, aside from Santino versus Fredo. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Like these guys both start. Well, Ricochet started when he was like 15. It's yeah, insane think- when you look at like. Oh four, oh five, Ricochet. Yeah, he's, where he's like, where's the child labor laws? Twenty, one hundred and twenty <laughs> pounds with like this weird, like straight hair, and his yeah, yeah his flat iron, iron hair, hair. yeah. And like him and Chuck Taylor are just ripping each other apart. Yeah, yeah. Weird independence in Kentucky, and, uh, and to <laughs> see where they are now, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, it certainly is, Mike. So um, that's my card. You had you had more to work with than what you made it seem like. Oh, okay. Um, uh, like you had a, you had a couple of tough like you know once you figured out the some of the bookings, I'm sure it was hard to piece a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you really I think you really need to hit, hit the nail on the head with that. Well, thank you, thank you. I you know I you're, took you're the I took the obstacles and I uh, I made the best out of them. Um, and now we're we're at the the main event of the rookie cards, which Tom, take it away. This batch of people this was, sucks. This was the worst. <laughs> I would say of the nine. I'm glad we see yeah. that we we were presented with. Uh, uh, 1996 was the fucking most dog shit year that we had to deal with. Rough, <laughs> rough. But I tried my best. Okay. And let's It'll see. Than this, the last one I did. Let's see how it goes. Give us the All twenty right. guys that we're so working with. 1996, number one, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Heard of him. Number two, Kazuyuki Fujita. Okay. Uh, best known in Noah. Yeah. Um, Pride K1 New Japan. He did a mixture of pro wrestling and MMA. MMA. Yeah. Uh, Don Fry. I think we're all familiar with another Fry's work in MMA, Japan. a very MMA, MMA pioneer. Press. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie Haas, Charlie Haas. Yes, sir. Good uh, worker. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. How much Charlie Haas higher than Mark Henry? Well, uh, I mean, sheer ability. I don't know. Yeah. Adam Pierce. Scrap iron. Adam Pierce. Fire and Adam Pierce at number six. Perhaps Daddy. All right. Number number seven, Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, Ishii. All right. So that's all right. Yeah. Number eight. This is where we're working with, ladies and gentlemen. Number eight on this list is Prince Ayakea. Multi-time, oh multi-time television champion in WCW and uh, cruiserweight champion. Number nine, Steve Mongo <laughs> McMichael. <laughs> Former U.S. champion. <laughs> number 10 hernandez i could only assume that that's hernandez of hernandez fame from lax homicide and hernandez yeah. lax we're gonna yeah. go with that one yeah. because yeah. if it's anyone else i'm fucked no no yeah i think you got it <laughs> number 11 it's Anthony pulaski i had no idea who the fuck that was okay so i had to google it it's amish roadkill oh shit wow and- all right at number 11. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Number 12, Yoshinobi 
Kanemuro. Kanemuro, okay. Okay, so this is a... Uh, I was not familiar with him. He was um, an all-Japan wrestler, moved over to Noah. He's like a, an all-Japan uh, Noah. He was a high-flyer junior heavyweight mm-hmm. in um, in Noah. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, okay. Number 13, Joey Mercury. Oh, okay. All right. Number 14, Chris Chetty. Oh, cousin of Taz. Number 15, here's where we got into a bit of a, a mix-up. Mm-hmm. It just said Angel. And right. we all had a different interpretation of who Angel was. Mm-hmm. You said Angel from the Baldies. From the Baldies, yeah. I thought it was the hardcore homo Angel from XPW. Okay. And I thought it was Angel Garza. <laughs> no one knew which – and there was – there was no way to specify it. Like there was no. Yeah, you couldn't just do angel on. wrestling and so nineteen things was, come up. There was there was no way, so we skipped over angel okay. because we weren't fine. sure exactly which angel. That's okay. So we're gonna go down to twenty one on this list. Number sixteen, another gem, Sean Stasiak. Oh boy, meat. N- number seventeen, <laughs> Mazakuza Fakuda. Fakuda, okay. I really don't. Ah. I have to be 100% honest. I don't know yeah. who that is. Oy, oy, oy. I Googled it. He worked in war and New Japan. Okay. All right. Number 18, Vic Grimes. Gross. Number 19, <laughs> Bilvis Wesley. Oh, he was, he was the fucking Elvis impersonator in ECW. Number 20, H.C. Loke. If you're not familiar, oh, he was he's the a... other half of the Carnage crew yeah. in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. And because yeah, yeah. we had to go down to number 21, oh, I can't wait. we have fucking Brackus. Brackus. Yeah. Brackus. Brackus is coming. Uh, by the way, trained in the Hart Family Dungeon. Oh, my God. Brackus. I, I wish they broke both of his fucking legs. <laughs> Stu used to stretch him. All right, so where's this? Where's this pitted disaster happening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? If you could bear with me, okay. I still I have an alternate version of this card that I still don't know which version I'm going with. Oh, you you booked this twice? No, I didn't. I didn't book the whole card twice. How there did is, you book once? There's one. There's one. There's one match that I made. So there's two matches I made into one match, and I okay. still don't know which one I'm going with. Okay, so this could be an improvisation. But mm-hmm. this card, in the year of 1996, our good lord. Okay. <laughs> it is it is being booked under the banner of World Championship Wrestling. WCW, always getting a chance. <laughs> as... Uh-huh. A class of the champions Ooh. with the subtitle Spring Breakout taking place at Club La Vila. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Because you just want to see one of these dickheads get thrown into a pool. Someone's going in the water. <laughs> <laughs> before you even start. It's going to be fucking brackets. <laughs> before you even start, may I just offer a, a like a pleasant alternative? If you just hear me out, please. Can we have this match? And I know I don't think the promotion was still running at the time, but maybe Polynesian Pro Wrestling <laughs> out of Hawaii. We put this in Hawaii <laughs> as a, as a 
At least we get to go on vacation with these cl- <laughs> with these fucking schlubs. Hey and man, the Maya Via like- family will the, will will love booking this card. Y'all want to be in uh, in Florida? No, I want to be in Tampa. I like the idea of spring break with this with this crew. Just Mark Henry this is, doing this laps is the in the pool. Predecessor to Joey Janela's spring break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, All right. How uh, how do you start off this all shindig? Right, so we're starting this off, and again, we're all fantasy booking here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So with this fucking hunk of shit that I have to sculpt into clay, <laughs> WCW has a little tie-in with ECW, and we're doing oh, an ECW showcase match. All right. Okay. It's a tornado tag team match. With the Amish Roadkill and Chris Chetty taking on Bilvis Wesley and Vic Grimes. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I can see that. So we have a little hardcore for everybody. Uh, you know, you get the, the trash cans, the the the, the, the staples. Of the dives, the big dives to the, the outside. Hard, like, horny, hardcore. Yeah. Match. But, you know, you, you do... WCW is doing a favor to ECW. Got to pad out the so, card. Got to pad and, out the card. And if I'm going to be frank, I wouldn't book any of these guys if I was making my own card. <laughs> yeah, so well. let's get rid of all of them at the top. Okay. All right. And now this is where I'm in a conundrum because this is where my card divulges into two different two different things. Places. And I, I've I've I I wrote this down a month ago and I still don't know which way to go. <laughs> All right. Because on one hand, I could give you the single worst wrestling match you've ever seen. <laughs> I, what, all right, let's, can, can we please please just start off with that? Like And on the other hand, I could give you the second worst wrestling match <laughs> you've ever seen. Boy. What's all right? Can we do the second first and then the first after? Does that make sense? The second worst first. The second, well, no, because both both of them have some of the pe- the same people involved. Right. All, all right. right. So go with go your go way, with your we'll, gut. We'll, we'll, I would so like this to is what we're doing. Before. Match number two: brackets for Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh my no. god! And do you remember when uh, they they book they build uh, Randy Orton and Edge as the greatest wrestling match ever? Yeah. Well, yeah. this is the worst wrestling yeah. match this, ever. Rightfully so. This is a. Oh, it's, it, it's like the the halftime show between The Rock and Mankind in an empty arena, but yeah. because it's a bad match. How many blown spots? I don't know if there's a spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just punches. Just shoulder tackles. I think they just punch each other to a 15-minute draw. Nobody takes a bump. (laughs) Oh, boy. They're just no-selling punches. They just stand in the center and just punch each other for 15 minutes, and then we go to a draw. Dude, book it rock'em, sock'em, robot style. And there's a commercial break in between. Yeah. come back from the commercial, (laughs) and and they're still just punching. Yeah, we're, we're in segment two. And these fucking people. Uh, At least Mongo had charisma. Like I'll give whoever, whoever's commentating. Is so just we like, could we oh, could scrap that because I have them 
booked later in the card. Now let's keep it the way that it is right, right now. So we'll keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. So because this is a clash of the champions, uh-huh. uh, the next match is a cruiserweight title match. Thank God. The cruiserweight champion, Prince Iakea, mm-hmm. taking on H.C. Loke. Okay. All right. I can get behind uh, this. I mean, this is going to be, uh, I would say, like a fairly like quick squash almost. Um, H.C. Loke. Hey, it's coming in, coming in to do the job. You know, he's coming in, doing the job. Prince I.K., you're trying to get him over. Mm-hmm. Um, never got over. Boy, they never tried. They over. certainly tried. But they tried. They, they definitely tried. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so then uh, match number, that would be match number four now because my roster's all screwed up because okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, match number four, Charlie Haas is going to take on uh, Masakuzu Fukata. Okay. All right. So, like, a, a mat-based style match. Uh, Charlie Haas could work. Um, I've wor- I watched a little... Uh, I watched one or two um, Fukuda matches. Mm-hmm. I, I re- I'm so bad at pronouncing these That's things. okay. Um, Can't be any worse than me. But I, I watched one or two matches... At, most of his um most of his stuff is like ground based submission style stuff. I think that that works well with Charlie Haas's sure does. Uh, amateur background. Yep. And you know, it, it it'll give you uh, a a definite a definite dynamic between Iakea having a, a a um cruiserweight match to like a ground based match. Yeah. Yeah. I so like next, it. I like it. So next because I scrapped what I was originally going to do, and I put Brackus and Mongo in mm-hmm. that singles match. This is going to be an interview segment. Oh, okay. So right. we're in the year 1990. Were you just out one guy and you had to get him in somehow? No, so I originally had a tag team match. And so now we're we're going to do a segment. Okay. And, um, and, and after I... After I Say what the segment is. I'll I'll go back to what I had the tag match booked as. Um, So uh, Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring. He's going to welcome an Olympic hero, Mark Henry. 1996, the year Mark Henry competed in the Olympics in Mm -hmm. the powerlifting competition. So he brings out Mark Henry. He's doing an interview with Mark Henry. Smiling and waving. Oh, we, we are welcoming... Uh... Uh, Mark U.S. Henry. Olympian into the company, Mark Henry. You know, big doing get for world yeah. championship yeah. wrestling. And then out strolls Sean Stasiak. <laughs> and I like it already. This guy's an Olympian. Uh-huh. Look at this fat tub of shit. This is what an Olympian looks like. I'm a second-generation wrestler. I'm a second-generation superstar, and you have this fat turd out here <laughs> My talking name used about to be being me. an Olympian. And so like they, they get into it. Mark Henry, boom, power well, slam. We're going into the pool, baby. It's Club La Vila. <laughs> Quick, world's strongest slam, and then press him into the meat goes into the pool. Right into the pool. It's it's a fun segment to do. Love it. Yeah. it breaks everything up. Um, and it 
introduces a new character into the show and you know I like it's it. Further you don't have to watch Sean Stasiak wrestle. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so so Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So just to just for a second to go back. So I originally had a tag team match that involved Brackus, Mongo, Stasiak, and Mark Henry. Mark Henry. So you clearly had Mongo and Mark Henry. And it, and it was going to be Brackus and Sean Stasiak as the WCW Tag Team Champions mm-hmm. with the moniker <laughs> Maximum Muscle. <laughs> Against Mark Henry and Steve Mongo <laughs> McMichaels as like the American heroes, as the new varsity club. Oh, oh okay. That, that's not half bad, but I, none of them. I don't hate them. it. It's like, just, it would just be four bad. I don't, I don't love it. But I, don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, yeah, like I want to hear the. The, I want to hear the Jimmy Hart produced uh, theme song for the Maximum Muscle guys. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh god! It's like just metal clanking. Yeah. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Maximum, maximum muscle. <laughs> awesome. All right, but no, no, no. That that that's actually a good spot. Like so, either one that's of those thinking outside of the box, doing a doing a talk segment. Yeah, because I, I figure I, I was gonna have it be a nitro, but like I wanted to. That I feel like when you have a TV show, it you almost have to have too many um, interview segments or something because mm-hmm. you can't just have straight wrestling. Yeah. So I thought like having it be a special as a Clash of Champions. And this is what they would have done. Interview segment and. Yeah, yeah, they would have right. debuted him in a Clash. It's like almost presented like a in your house kind of vibe. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you do the clash, you you introduce a new character. He's an Olympian that really gets him over. He throws the fucking bad guy into the water. The fucking crowd goes nuts. Then oh, when yeah. they gonna they're gonna have this and match on exactly like slipping on his way out of the pool. And yeah, fucking... they're gonna have yeah. this match on pay per view the next go around, and it's gonna be when Mark Henry's ready. Yeah, to wrestle, when Bash so. at the Beach rolls around. Yep, we're good to go. Love it. All right. So uh, coming out of that uh, that segment. We're going to have uh, a Pancrase Rules match. Ooh, all right. And it's going to be Don Fry mm-hmm. versus Fujita. Fujita, yeah. So we just, you yep. know, you have two guys that their strong suit is going to be an MMA-style match. Yeah. So you have this, like, special attraction match where it's a Pancrase Rules. They're doing, like, a, 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 a mixed style of, of wrestling and MMA. And I think that works to the benefit of both of those guys because putting them against any one of the uh, regular workers that they're going to have to try and have a a wrestling match with isn't going to work as well. And it also builds up an attraction for, you know, when you – WCW or Jim Crockett Promotions would have the Clash of the Champions. It was like a special attract. It was like, you know, they were a one-off. They were almost a pay-per-view on TV. Yeah, no, that that was a that yeah, so that was by design. If you have it if you have one of these special attraction matches on there, 
it, it's you know it adds to the allure of the actual event and especially at this time in wcw if you if you go back to to 96 this is right before the nwo cracks so they're still really grasping at straws to try and present define a niche yeah to to present the promotion in a different way than wwf and that would absolutely be something that they the wwf would never touch at that time here's a fun fact for you uh because i just looked up don fry because i i was wondering if he ever worked in the united states and he was never a, a pro he didn't work for any promotion in the u.s per se um his first he debuted for new japan pro wrestling in august of 97 guess who he beat in his first match uh hulk hogan Fujita. Oh. oh. <laughs> he beat no Fujita shit. in his fir- in his very first match. He went over Fujita. So they have history. Also, Don Fry was trained for pro wrestling by uh, Brad Rangins and uh, Kurt Hennig. There you go. So he must have been in Minnesota for a little yeah. a little bit. So after he left UFC, oh, so after he left UFC, when he started this training, he started in the Minnesota area. But, um. Very interesting way to utilize that and certainly ties together some history. So uh, that worked, that works gangbusters for me. All right. So following the paint race rules match, we want to bring things back up. Want to mm-hmm. get things going on a fast pace. We get Joey Mercury versus Yoshinubu Ganamara. Okay. So we have like a junior heavyweight style, light heavyweight style, cruiserweight style mm-hmm. kind of match. Um, and at, at, at that time you had all of like all of the cruiserweight style kind of developing in WCW and the champion wasn't necessarily always the one that's going out there and having the craziest and the best matches. Yeah. The undercard guys were, were proving that it was worth it to put them on television. And I feel like. Knowing that this is going to be a better match, a, a, a more attraction, uh, uh, almost like you can almost bill it as a special attraction because you're bringing a guy over from Japan, mm-hmm. and it almost, you know, means more than the cruiserweight match, and it sets up for Joey Mercury to s- take on Ayakea at the pay per view yeah, yeah. next time, yeah, because uh, you you know you want to make your champ look strong. And then in this way, you can have like a competitive cruiserweight style match. And this is and- uh, a Joey Matthews before I well, I just called him Joey Matthews because that was the the indie name, the future yeah. Joey Matthews. But uh, Joey Mercury before he broke his face. I'm hoping. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and almost also, like, like ECW ish. Yeah. Would yeah. be cool well, with me. Um, like just to tag on to what you were saying with that, like, um, you're not only booking like with this match booking into the future, but you're also showcasing the guy that's going to challenge. Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. Like like giving, giving him more exposure than just like a normal TV taping, like a number one contenders match or like, uh, you know, so it adds even more, it adds like another kind of like uh layer to like the, the importance of having that match on that show. 
Exactly, because yeah. like early in the card, I'm gonna have Ayake go over H C Loke. Right, you don't have you don't it's have Mercury be, winning that match be before it. it. You have him winning after to add that extra build up to the to the next time they meet each other. We're, we're going to bash at the beach, baby. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your suntan lotion, Prince Ayake, because I'm coming Hogan's for you. Hogan's about to drop that leg drop. <laughs> All right. So uh, our semi main event is just gonna be. This is this is my favorite kind of match, meat slapping meat, Tomohiro Ishii taking on Hernandez. Oh yeah, shit, fuck yeah! This is just wow. a strong style fuck fest. This would be good. This actually, shit, this would really be good because again, Hernandez has the little bit of advantage because he can fly a bit. He can go. Yeah. He can. He can. He can leave his feet. Yeah. But. God, he's got he he had great fucking power offense too. Big Oof. dude, lot of power offense. Ishii is one just, of the toughest motherfuckers ever. He can get dropped on his head seven million times and still be like, not nope, not enough, because he's built like a fire hydrant. Exactly. Yeah. So love it. That is just, I mean, that can go either way. There's no, you know, preference to who's gonna win yeah. that. That it, I just want that to be a. I like it. Yeah, that works. That's a worker. I do like that match a lot. I want that to straight up be like a worker match going into a main event that's going to tell a story. And the main event that's going to tell a story is a cage match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship with the World Heavyweight Champion, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, taking on the challenger, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Big, big opportunity for Scrap Daddy. Scrap Daddy. Barack Obama. First of all, (laughs) I think Scrap Daddy Iron Pierce, or Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce, Mm -hmm. was the quintessential heel in this time five years too late. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been at the top of the game with the way that, how good he has in, how good he is in the ring and how good he was as a heel on the Indies. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he was in place five years earlier, I think that he could have been a star. Yeah. Like we're, all across like a television star. We're, we're, we would position him here as like a, um, let's say like in 96, like he was in the power plant. You know, and you're gonna get a television ready. I, I'm, pl- I'm plop him in him the middle of his Ring of his of best Honor, run. Adam Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going against The Rock, who is the quintessential baby face. Oh, yeah. Like we're going baby face Rock. Um, you know, but like he's still The Rock, not fucking Rocky Johnson. No, 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 no. no. No, it's just it's, it's like it's like place in 1996. Right, right. Yeah, right. but you're yeah. going. It's almost like the Rock and Sock version of the Rock against. Adam yeah, Pierce. yeah. I would yeah. say I would say like whenever the Rock rose, like whatever like the peak comedy sessions, like as a baby face, like uh, but still like the 2000, guy. 2001. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the re- yeah, the re- Adam Pierce who is just like a chicken shit heel, mm-hmm. and. Has every and WCW is a heel champ territory. You bet. And always. So this this works to to 
give The Rock the chance to get the world title. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, we're going to have a callback to earlier in the night. Oh, he's going in the pool? Where is Brackus coming out? <laughs> Brackus and Sean oh, okay. Stasiak are oh. going to come out as Scrap Daddy Iron Pierce's or Scrap oh, Daddy his... Adam Pierce's heavies. Okay. And they're going to because pr- WCW didn't have the WWF escape the cage yeah. rule. Yeah. So the match had to end inside of the, the cage. Well, you need to right, pin, yeah, you need to pin so they come in, in the cage. Yeah. They, they break into the cage. Mm-hmm. They 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 now it's an all in one beatdown. The match gets stopped. Then we get the Steve Monko McMichael. Then we get the Mark Henry. Mark Henry come out. Yeah. They do a now we got a six man schmoz and okay. we're leading into the pay per view for the tag team title match and the world heavyweight title match. I like it going into whatever pay per view. <coughs> we're doing. So this is this is, you you somehow find a way found a way to make all of that make sense. Mm, yeah, like you were you were handed a cup of shit. <laughs> a, cup I... of shit a cup of shit with a big plate of a rock on top, and then like, yeah, you there, made, you made good work with this. There there wasn't much. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like you to take a guy. I mean, not not really shitting on. Um, on Adam Pierce because you know he was very good at for what he was, but like you said, probably just a little weight, mm-hmm. uh, a little too weight. But like to have him like five years, if you, like you said, if you had him five years prior, he could have been a guy that could have been in position at the top of a promotion, working against a guy like The Rock and making him look really fucking good. Yeah, that's 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 the main yeah. thing is like Adam Pierce is so good in the ring that. I think that that may have hindered where right because then they essentially where he just landed. have him working yeah because uh, like it, they would have never positioned him in that top heel role right they would have just on the indies in P, like in PWG early, very early PWG mm-hmm. and very early Ring of Honor he was like the top heel yeah oh for sure and and uh did a fucking phenomenal job of it. And I don't know how the major, I I guess it was just, you know, maybe the major promotions look at the indie guys as lesser than. Um, That's what I said. That's why I said before, like if this, if, if he had had his training in the power plant, he might've had that chance at the end of nitros run or the end of WCW to get onto television and to show what he had. Yeah. Part of me also thinks, and he, you know, and again, it, it, he developed into that type of character around like 2004, 2005. Um, so maybe, again, I'm, I'm going to fantasy book Adam Pierce in a different place. Maybe he's got Bobby Roode's career. Where, like, if, if you take Bobby Roode out of TNA and you flop in Pierce, Adam. Pierce could have been the guy that was there their heavyweight champion, you know, as a heel heavyweight champion in that, like, in that formula going up against AJ. I don't know how that didn't happen. I think he avoided it because he preferred the, probably preferred the style and the freedom that he had in Ring of Honor and to actually, like, traditionally tell stories rather than have to be a TV wrestler. Right, and and not only that, but, um, you know, 
You see how I good say, he is now. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. Already failure. Yeah. But a guy like Bobby Roode at that time would have been preferred over a guy like Adam Pierce for a company like Impact body. or body or body elevated yeah. companies. Because, the look. Well, not only body wise, but also the capabilities of being able to talk on a microphone mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Oh, Pierce was a Pierce promo can. machine. Yeah. No, he's, he's incredible. But, but I think but like, like that's Bobby my comparison. Fit that I mean, Adam Pierce. If I'm not mistaken, Adam Pierce was the initial, uh, the initial person that started the, um, uh, the the group in Ring of Honor that Jimmy Rave eventually took over and, uh, the, the not the Kingdom. What the fuck was it called? You mean with I, with um with Jimmy Rave, and, with Jimmy Rave uh, and Jimmy Jacobs and. Yeah, the, the what the fuck are they called? I have to go back to to YouTube. But he he was the I one you, that initially started that mm-hmm. that group. Yeah, and he was the one with Nana, and he would come out with like the the robes and stuff, and everyone yeah, exactly. fucking hated him. And that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, he was hated because he, again, he he portrayed the stereotypical TV wrestler. That was in an indie pro, uh, indie exactly. indie company. That was like, I'm too good for this shit. I'm your, you know, I'm your wrestling god here. The embassy. The embassy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Still going. Still yeah. alive and strong uh, right was, now. It was uh, Jim, Jimmy Rave, uh, Prince Nana. Um, it's, it was. I believe it was started by um, Pearson Prince Nana. Yeah. 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 And so, like, but that that is what like he was. The, t- the guy that was made for TV on the Indies. Yeah. yeah. And so if he was the guy on TV. That was, that actually made it on TV. Yeah. That yeah. was working alongside someone like yeah, Wayne. The, the rocker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah it definitely. It would have changed. A that would have printed money. This, yeah. This fits. And it actually. So my. Ver- I, again, I had time to book this card. Uh, <laughs> But I booked it as like a, a holiday special over in Hawaii um, with the Mayavia family having a, a fun old time, putting together basically like a little all-star show. I actually have Pierce. Pierce is in my opener. It's him and Charlie Haas versus Chris Chetty and Mercury. Okay. Um, okay. Kind of a you know tag team match. I, I went with H.C. Loke and Angel from the Baldies versus you didn't. You left somebody out of this, by the way, because I don't remember. Where did you book Vic Grimes? He was in the um, he was the in the opening ECW. Tag match, right? tag oh, the, okay. So, all right. So, all right. Vic Grimes and Bilvis Wesley were uh, the second half of that team. So, um, that was that. I that was the team that I had. Okay. Bilvis yeah. Wesley and and, and, and Vic Grimes. Okay. I just I I blacked it out. Um, <laughs> As you should. I've got Road <laughs> Roadkill versus uh, Sean Stasiak. Oh God! Um, I know, yeah. I've got Fukuda versus uh, Kenamara. Okay. Um, I thought a little bit more highly of Mongo McMichael, so I had Mongo McMichael versus Hernandez, um, which could still it work. Could work. It could work. Just Hernandez could carry somebody. Bodies, bodies. Um, this one's. This is a wild affair right here. Uh, tag team action: Don Fry and Mark Henry. Versus Fujita and Tomohiro Ishii. Lovely. Whoa. And that could go a million ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then my main event is uh, The Rock versus Prince Ikea. 
What the fuck? The winner gets Hawaii. <laughs> and the loser gets shot off in a rocket. Well, no. And here's, here's the only reason why I would go with that is we're in Hawaii. I get. Polynesian yeah, no. pro wrestling. IK, yeah, his father made, is. is that was the uh, only way it made sense. Is uh, High Chief Curtis Ikea, uh, the wizard himself. Um, so I would have fact, I'd have the wizard uh, managing his son, Ikea, my son, against uh, you know Dwayne. He could have his have, dad and his family High out Chief there. Peter Maivia in the ring. With no, him? I don't have that. It's not that kind of voodoo. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, those that would be my version of it. But that's again, it's I think you did an excellent job taking the um what's basically like a very thick mid-card scene and pulling together a television show for it so that's i'm impressed yeah that was i'm impressed that was very impressive yeah i Sol- appreciate that solid. because i was very <laughs> very skeptical <laughs> about what i put on paper well listen you know um I, I think with with the amount of years, obviously that that are left over, I think maybe we make this a reoccurring thing. We could talk oh, yeah. about it, you know, eventually. 100%. But like maybe like every every like you know third or fourth episode, we like mix this in a little bit, and we each get one year, and we'll just trim mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I can do that. Because uh, I can do that. There's definitely like there's definitely room to uh, book some bangers still, and and you know with the amount with the the sheer volume of not only the years but there's 20 wrestlers in each so it definitely makes for some fun so this is um so we're going to be coming up hopefully sometime soon we're still working out the details but um this should be the punishment and the reward of the trivia the trivia episode whoever loses the trivia uh you get sidled with a terrible year and the person who comes in the middle is the one that actually decides like, so the, the person who comes in first place gets the best year out of the last, so we'll pick like, like the three, 40. Ran- we'll pick the three random. And then, yeah. Out and of then those three, you pick the worst one to go to the worst guy. And right. the best one to go to the exactly. best guy. And you get the middle one. And then the middle Whoever one loses has to book a card with the 1946 roster. <laughs> So I'm booking a card with the 1946 roster. Well, and, no, I, I would... and in order to book that card, you have to watch. Yeah, you have to, to do your homework. You have to go to the <laughs> library. Uh, at least one yeah, so match I'll at, with I'll be at the Museum person. of Natural History. Yeah, you have to, you'll actually, well, actually, the Museum of Television and Radio, uh, you'd have to, the Dumont Network tapes are probably there. Oh, my God. I'll be uh, lost in the archives for 10 years. Yeah, get your microfiche out. Um, but no, I think everybody did a great job. These are fun. Like I said, uh, shout out to yeah, Ainsworth was, Sports. It, it was significantly honest, funner than I thought it was going to be. We like, could do this every week. Yeah, and this could be the new I format could, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> this could just be every week we just choose a different year. Um, yeah, also, I don't want to get it. Can you, can you um, just spell out Ainsworth? Uh, because I don't want people to mix it up with Albert Hainsworth. But yeah, it's Ainsworth. It's, Ainsworth. I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the link to their website okay. in the show description and it probably in the socials. Um, I did that last week, but it's a i n s w o r t h dot com Ainsworth Sports. And also, like they they we uh, Mike Mike just kind of found these guys. They didn't like reach out to us or anything. We we thought this like Mike they have was a, a very interesting thing. So I I just basically I was looking for my original idea was like um wrestlers like a like an archive of wrestlers by uh like home state right because i wanted to do a best of texas wrestlers 
and give us all like here's you know here's all the guys that like were born in texas and and what do you think of these right. guys blah, like, blah blah like rate rate guys like make your top 10 from each state or, yeah like, book a book a yeah. card which we, that's actually absolutely probably we could fucking do that too like ainsworth yeah. and ainsworth they don't they have kind of a low-key social media presence uh you know not big on x not big on uh you know instagram guys you know these guys are a but again it's it's probably daunting work to do all the research that they do so um so shout out to those guys um i might reach out to them and and tell them you know hey this is what we did with your lists yeah. uh like it or spike it um yeah um you know either way just them. go show yeah. those guys some love and, and and take a look at their website because there is a lot of cool stuff on there's there. a lot happening um, on that site yeah and then also, if um, if anybody's you know listening and and they hear these like cool ideas and concepts that Mike uh, Mike and, and us are coming up with in in, in um, you know new ways to present episodes, like if you guys have any ideas, reach out to us and yep. uh, and shoot an idea to us. So that way, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if something we use gets gets or something you bring to us gets used, you know, obviously we'll give you guys a shout out or whatever. But it, yep. it could add a new dynamic to the show as well. That is, uh, you can always follow us on X slash twitter at d kick basement um right now the uh the profile picture in case there's another dropkick basement out there or a d kick basement out there uh the profile picture is the spirit squad um shout out to uh to mike somebody can somebody photoshop our faces (laughs) (laughs) but 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 leave leave dolph yeah uh, yeah leave yeah leave them although although if if uh if tommy had anything to say about it kenny would be left kenny would be left mine would be mike mondo come on <laughs> i mean there's five Mikey. of them there's only three of us seriously okay, so we yeah. leave, so we leave kenny and Dolph, and then we get rid of the other three so that's uh that's the show um this has been another uh excellent foray we will be back in a in a couple of weeks with a uh with a brand new episode so um for my uh charming co-hosts uh tommy and matt this is mike and we will see you guys at the matches Uh